You're listening to The Real Raw Relatable Podcast with Cat John, episode number 12. G'day gang, welcome to The Real Raw Relatable Podcast with me, Cat John. I believe that leading from the front is to share with others what it takes to become the creator of your own life, offering real guidance, raw truths, and relatable stories. Your journey to creating a fulfilling and meaningful life that sees your dreams turn to reality starts here. Guess who's back? Back Back again. again. Stevie's back. Tell Tell your friends. Stevie is back with me for episode 12 of the Real Raw Relatable podcast. You gang uh, super loved the episode that we did together um, about destined to be alone forever. Um, and it's really cool to see how that that episode really impacted um, the way that you saw either yourselves fucking up potential relationships Um, But also specifically for the women out there who reached out to say um, how awesome it was to hear Steve's perspective um, and what was going behind closed doors, I guess, for him when he was acting out in very silly, silly ways. Hey? Hey? Hey, 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 (laughs) So what we want to bring today, so Steve and I, we've been together for two and a half years And one thing that the kids often say to us is, do you guys fight? Don't they? Yeah. Recently, Allegra, Steve's eldest um, stepdaughter, she even, we were in the car and she's like, do you and dad fight? Like, if you do, what do you fight about? And I'm like, well, we only fight because your dad's been a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's funny because I said the same thing to her. <laughs> we only fight when cats being a norm. Oh shit. And even Steve's youngest daughter, Mia, who's ten, when we first got together, so she was eight when we got together, she, you know, would randomly say things like, you know, you guys are true love, you guys are real love. Where I know you two really love each other. And I'd always say, Why is that? And she said, You guys never fight. Now, don't get me wrong, we can bicker and we can um, well, there is potential to fight and we can have differences of opinions. You were yeah. about to interject on me. No, no. I, like <laughs> I'm about I, to I, fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. We can have disagreements yeah. on topics. Correct. But we don't fight. No. We, we don't, don't have that shitty dynamic in our relationship where, you know, one person tries to control the other or one person nags on the other or one mm. person tries to... Manipulate. Manipulate or get their needs from the other. You know, all those, you know, telltale crappy signs of like a, a relationship that is... Toxic. Is toxic. It's not two individuals coming together. Mm. It's two individuals that are either overly reliant on each other or trying to control each other yeah. or um, just... Bleh. Now, I remember when we got together, Steve actually said to me, this is a relationship based on choice and want, not on need. He said, so I'm telling you now, I don't need you, but I want you. And I thought, oh, that's actually a really powerful thing to first verbally, well, to verbally say and to know within yourself. And and that's how we base our relationship, that it's not 
we're coming together to, as you said, get needs from one another. It's we are fully whole people that choose to be together. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something powerful in the solidity of that. When you know that you are okay on your own and you then choose to bring a person in, it is has a very different energy than if you're bringing somebody in because you are scared to be alone or mm. because you, um, yeah, you're needy and, and don't like being alone. So I got to that point um, in my two and a bit years of being single where I was like, you know what, I actually, you know, as I said in the, in the last podcast, you know, I didn't want a relationship. I was, I was um, coming from a place of, of a fairly big wound. And well, your ego didn't want a relationship. Yeah, correct. Um, my heart did. Uh, but it was going to take a special person to want to make me change my circumstances because, you know, I, I had a, a very tainted view about what yeah. compromising in a relationship yeah. um, looks like. And I remember um, when Steve and I actually got together, so when he turned around and realised that, you know, he was wrong and I was the, the, the one. And let me just say that again. When he realised he was wrong. Oh, when he, when he did realise that he was wrong and we got together, um, He's spoken before, I think you've spoken about Manson's Law here, or either maybe that's in Beyond Limits, our three-day training. No, I've mentioned it in Beyond Limits. Yeah, yeah and, and um, when so when we got together, my little egoic limited belief system was like, oh, my God, we've got the guy. We've got the dude. I'm just used to, like, wanting the guy and the guy fucks off or the guy, like, says sayonara where I actually got the guy and not only did I just get the guy, I got a whole fucking family. And I was living in a one-bedroom little apartment, you know, one couch and one toilet and one piece of toilet paper and <laughs> that kind of shit. And then moved in with Steve, who, like, has a whole big home for not just himself but for two children and then Bailey. So I was walking into, like, a whole new life. So... My egoic limited belief system started to sabotage our relationship. So to be perfectly honest, I was being a dick in the first six months. Very... Um, we, should, we should probably reiterate what? that point. Cat <laughs> was being a dick in the first six months. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> but only in the first six months. The rest of the two years has been it's all you, per- mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's been all you, brother. Okay. So I then, my, my beliefs were like, no, we're, we are worthless. We are a sack of shit. We don't deserve this. We don't deserve love. So what I started doing was like making life hard in the family. And if you listen to my last episode, that was predominantly around sitting on the sidelines as a stepmom and almost like being ungrateful or appearing ungrateful for everything that kind of was taking place. And, you know, I was stroppy for no reason. I was um, distant or cold or I'd be on or I'd be off and I'd be moody. And this was very victim state mentality. And in truth, there was nothing for me to be a victim about. But my belief system was not matching my reality. So I needed my reality to match my belief system was, which was, I'm, I do life on my own because I don't deserve love. So six months of that 
uh, led Steve to actually sit me down one one day when we were living in Elwood and he very firmly but calmly said, if I wanted to date a child, I would have dated one of my daughter's friends. And not that's not meant to be creepy. It was like just an analogy. He said, when I was getting together with you, I thought I was... I thought you oh, you were a woman. I thought I was getting together with an empowered woman and you've been behaving like a petulant child. And he said, I'm just letting you know, I'll only put up with this for so much longer and if you choose not to shift this, then me and the girls will be better off alone. And that was a real shake-up for me. Like that just kind of made me stand stand tall, sober up and go, oh, my God, what am I doing? You know, here I, here I am again. I know all this work, but that was my most, I guess, um, it was my next challenge. It was my next challenge to evolve myself through and grow through, which is when I started to step into the arena of being a stepmom, step into this whole thing of like, fuck, this is what I asked for. This is what I want. Like fucking live it and embrace it and own it and, and be in the actual reality of something that I've dreamt of. So that was a real turning point in our relationship where we both basically made a pact that we're not going to um, put up with or, you know, accept shitty, fucking cold, unnecessary behaviour. Yeah, look, I think, I think what we did was we set expectations and standards for our relationship. Um, not conditions, though. No, not conditions. Expectations of agreed expectations of each other about what standard we will both bring yeah. to the relationship, which is very different to conditions yeah. about how Explain a person that. must be or act. Mm, mm, conditions mm. are that in order for me to be happy, you must do X, Y, and Z. Coming together and setting expectations and standards for your relationship is no different to when two people in business say, here's the rules of engagement about how we're going to be business partners. It's the same thing for your relationship. You both agree that, you know, we won't stand for clinginess in our relationship, that mm. we will support each other, that we will... It's like, almost like a set of values that yeah. you bring to your relationship that then act as a set of guidelines for you to both check each other on, you know, are we living the values that, that we, we're discussing? Now, um, before we jump into how we do that, and, and how that completely shifts the relationship, you know, if we take a quick look at what Kat just spoke about, um, once again, and, you know, she's mentioned it in many of her other episodes because I just drove, uh, we're in Sydney right now, and I just drove myself up to Newcastle today and listened to Kat in my ears for <laughs> four and a half hours to all her podcasts. And, you know, it's it's a really, really powerful message. And, and as someone, even as her partner, you know, I can unbiasedly say, like, this woman knows her shit. Um and what Kat was doing in that first six months is is that that little bastard, that ego that she's spoken about time and time again, was getting inside her head. Mm. You know, your ego fundamentally believes that you are incomplete, that you cannot get what, what you, you really want. So, um, you know, I, I said this in our last podcast and I'll say it again now for any of you listening, you know, if all you do in your life is learn, become aware 
understand how your ego plays out in your life, you will have a completely different existence. You will have a completely different destination. Um, it is easy to say it is very, very hard to truly mm. do this practice to be an observation of thought, to be an observation of ego, to not chase those things and to understand that you are separate. Um, so I highly encourage all of you to not you know, repeat these mistakes, but to learn from them. And you learn from them by learning this work. Mm. Um, and you know, this episode is going to share with you about how we use this work in our everyday lives. But before you can do that, you need to know the work. So um, yeah, that's just uh, my little tip to everyone today to do that. Yeah, so, yeah, you can, like, <laughs> totally fucking digress, but that's okay. That digress doesn't, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Yep. So you were talking about expectations and conditions. Yes, so right? expectations and conditions in your relationship, um, which basically We then... said that after the, after the six months when you sat me down, told me I was being a little kid and, like, I needed to... Step into my power, stepping, what, what basically he was calling me to do, not telling me to do, calling me to do. It's like his soul call to my soul call is to rise up into my potential. And that's what I spoke about in last, last week's episode. Um, so I did that as a stepmom and I did that as the, the life partner that I wanted to be. It was almost like I'd just gotten used to, you know, meditating and, and, and praying and, and manifesting where now I had to live the reality of what I had always wanted. And so all that work that, that, that I've done and that you've done, um, about leading from the front about, you know, be the energy that, you know, you want to be and that you want to bring and, and all that kind of stuff really had to come into play. And it was, we had to start, I guess, truly focusing on the energy mm. of our true end result relationship rather than the energy of our false relationship, which we can still do. We still do. Like I can look at Steve, I'm like, ugh, if only he did this, this and this, I'd love him more. And he can look at me and go, ugh, if only she was like that, that and that, then I could whatever her more. You know, we still do it. But since that day, it was like a line in the sand where – we just said, fuck that. That's a shit relationship. Yeah. That's shit. That's toxic. And that's not what we're standing by. Yeah, look, you have to understand, you know, it, it, so we set these rules and these guidelines, you know, and, and you know, that sounds quite harsh. It wasn't like, you know, we, we, we took a book out. We basically tuned in to the energy of our relationship, to the mm. emotion of what our relationship should be. And the things that came up were... You know, it should be peaceful. Mm. It should be happy. Fun, it should light, be joyous, cheeky, yeah. supportive. Correct. Yeah. So, so it's almost like if you give your relationship its own identity and personality. Yeah. What does that person look like? And in this case, it was fun. It was light. It was peaceful. It was happy. It you was, know, but it was it, also like supportive and and correct. Yeah. But you know, it didn't start fights. It didn't stir shit. Mm. It didn't. Um, you know, rip each other down, mm. it, you know. So, so once we set that, it was like, cool. Now we have a really, really good vision of what this feels and looks like. Now yeah. we can start to live it, yep. right? And more importantly than that, now we know when we're not, not living it. it, yeah, right? And that's the key. That is the key because your ego, its whole job will be to make sure that you don't live it. Because if you're happy, 
if you're loving, if you're connected, if you are whole, then you will go against your belief system. So this mm. is why people do shit in their relationships. You know, this That's is why you focus on the fucking toilet seat being up or down. Correct. Or the toothpaste being, you know, not pushed to the very top or like yeah. the, you know, shoes not being put away or it's your fucking turn to put the garbage out or, oh, no, I did it yesterday. Like, oh, my God, that's the personality of your ego, mm. right? That's focusing on inessential activity. It's, it's focusing on inessential stuff that keeps you away from the true energy and emotion and feeling of the relationship that you'd actually love to have. Because when you're in the energy of what you'd love to have, fucking either you don't give a shit about the toilet seat being put up or down or it just gets put up and down and you just... Yeah. And and like an, another example, you know, we, we had um, a couple who attended one of our trainings, right? And the the woman in the relationship would would put her, um, she would label time, right? So she had labels for certain times. So some time was quality time and other times weren't quality time. So what would happen is she'd be on a couch, cut it up to her mm. man watching television, right? And then the next day he would say, hey, I want to go out and, you know, hang out with my mates or whatever. And she'd be like, we have had no quality time. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? We spent the whole night on a couch. No, that doesn't count. That's not quality time. Quality time is when we go out somewhere together, right? Mm. So these are the things where what you're really doing is, is sabotaging your relationship because what happens is, you know, right there in that moment when you're curled up watching Netflix and your man is there stroking your, you know, your hair or you're just connected to each other, like that is beautiful time together. Mm. But what happens is, is that instead of acknowledging it, appreciating it, being in it, it, being in it, you're judging it and going, oh, you know, this would be better. Your ego is judging it. Correct. Yeah. This would be better if we were out at dinner right now or if we were on a holiday together or whatever else. But the reality is, is that you're actually in your end result. You're just not focusing on it. So Mm. what does that mean, right? What you think you're focused on is not what you're actually focused on. And the best example I can give you guys of this is something that happened to me. And we, we talk about it in our Beyond Limits course. <laughs> um, a few months ago, I got home from a motorbike ride, right? And in our house, um, the, I parked my bike in the back garden. We've got like a rear roller door. And so then I had to come through the back of the house, right? Now, if the back of the house is locked, the only way to get into the house is to walk out down the alleyway, up the canal in Elwood, go around the front three houses and then come back in. It right? takes like it takes 45 about seconds. 45 seconds. I'm making it sound obviously Yeah, it's, it sounds it long, is. but it's 45 seconds. Anyway. Sorry. So this one day, come home, park the bike, go to the back door, back door's locked. I text Kat because I know she's in the house and I say, hey, babe, can you let me in the back door? <laughs> she texts back and says, no, I'm with a client, right? Now... My end result in this situation is to get inside the house, okay? But I didn't focus on that. What I focused on was the condition of how I got inside the house. In this case, the condition being that Kat must let me in. So I texted her and said, okay, that's fine. Please excuse yourself. Let me in the back door. She writes back, (laughs) no, walk around the front. So I then made this 
big thing in my head about, oh my God, <laughs> you know, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I have issues with, you know, conditional love and, and, and powerlessness. And I made this whole fucking thing like, oh my God, she doesn't love me. If she loved me, she'd come down. She puts everyone else in front of me. This is bullshit. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Anyway, after about three minutes of just being in the filthiest fucking mood, <laughs> I picked up my helmet. I stormed around the front of the house and I let myself into the house right now. Oh, you little fucking shit. The funny thing was like, this didn't turn into a fight. This is not where I'm going. What, what was interesting about that is that when you look at that example, if I was truly focused on the end result, I would have just gone, oh, okay, I can't get in this way. My end result is to get in the house. I'll walk around and I would have done so with no angst, no problem at ease right but i didn't focus on that i thought i was focused on getting in the house but i wasn't i was focused on the condition so then because my condition was not met i then made it mean something i then got myself all worked up and stressed about it right now why am i giving you this example this is what people do in their relationships this is what they do in their relationships which cause relationships to be dysfunctional right If you can move beyond that, if you can stay tuned into the end result of what you truly want, then you can bypass all the angst and live a beautiful, harmonious, happy, joyous, loving relationship. Whatever whatever relationship you choose to set up with your partner, you can live every single day without fail, without blow-ups, without stress, without angst. I assure you... This type of life is possible because Kat and I spend almost every single day together for a lot of time because I work flexibly, you know, sometimes I'm in my office, sometimes I'm at home. Um, We travel a lot together and we just don't get in each other's faces, (laughs) right? And if we do, we fix it quickly. So this is how it works. I'll give you another example of (laughs) when this happened on the beach and how you have... Steve Steve podcast? How you have choices... (laughs) Oh, Kat's, you're excited. Cat's ego's up. My ego's like he's stealing the show. It's the Steve Bookler podcast. Ah, episode right. Uno Uno. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually episode twelve, but anyway. None of the Steve show. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So anyway, so let me just explain <laughs> no, this go, and then and go. then I'll no, flick no, you no, back you to, go, you to John Z. So um so then on the beach one day um I was in a really shitty mood, right, with Cat. <laughs> Probably. Can you just um? Can you just observe the obvious that it's always Steve in a yeah. <laughs> shitty mood? <laughs> we'll get back to that. Um. So anyway, whatever. My ego was going off. I had the shits with Cal. I can't even actually <laughs> tell you why I had the shits with her. <laughs> you I know just... what I reckon it was? If I remember, it was because I, you, in your ego, think that I give Bailey more love than you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> I. I have. Believe it or not, I am jealous of my dog. <laughs> Because my dog gets more love than I do. Well, that's what you think. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're on the beach. I'm in a, in a not great place with Kat. Um, and I'm disconnected from her, right? I said to you guys earlier about you know when you're not in the relationship that you want because you're not living the values and the energy that you've set. And I can yeah, feel so that state, we were what's dis- your energy? What was your energy in that moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to Oh, that. sorry. So, <laughs> so we were disconnected, right? Like, Instead like, of being connected and loving and, and peaceful, 
what was coming up for me when I tuned into myself was I was disconnected, I was agitated, I was irritated, you were cold. I was frustrated, I was cold. These are not the things that represent our relationship. Yeah, I tried to hold your hand and it was like holding something dead. Yeah, yeah. I just put my, I got my little metal box out that I yeah. referred to in the last podcast and I popped my little heart in there, went ching, 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 <laughs> see, and if I can see you later, Key. Threw it out to the ocean. So anyway, I was on the beach and Kat was playing with Bailey. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. And I looked up at her. And I said, right now I have a choice. I can focus on my true end result of living the relationship I want to live right this second, or I can choose to focus on the conditions that must be met in order for that relationship to occur. The conditions, by the way, that my ego was listing as I was on the sand was she has to apologize. She has to like suck up. She has to put me first. She has to do this, 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 this. It actually doesn't even matter what the ego was saying. What's important is I had a choice to make. Do I fix it now or do I drag this bad boy out for probably the rest of the day? Mm. And in that moment, I made a choice and I went straight up to Kat and I gave her the biggest kiss and hug and I tuned into that end result and it was back there that fast. It happened in a heartbeat. Now, here's the thing. You're faced with these situations constantly as your ego constantly tries to to mess with you and to, to play games with you and to put you in a filthy mood or to remind you of where you're incomplete or to whatever else. This 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 ongoing battle is the difference and the choices that you make when those battles come up is the difference between having an amazing relationship or having a shit one. If you can connect to the end result, things that matter suddenly don't matter. The mm. toilet seat doesn't the matter. toothpaste doesn't the matter. Toothpaste. They have to say sorry before I fucking give them a cuddle. Yeah, you know it. It 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 doesn't matter. It's usually when you reconnect to the energy of the end result and you go in and just give that person a cuddle or hold their hand that then the sorries take place. But there's sorry with heart. There's sorry with oh god yeah that was shit. Sorry about that. Let's just keep getting on with what we actually want to focus on, which is our our loving, connected, soulful, juicy, fun relationship. Sometimes whenever he and I have been in a disagreement and our focuses are going down into ego town, sometimes I'll get guidance to like scrunch up a piece of paper and piff it at his head just to bring back the lightness, right? The way that we can really connect back in is through laughing. So sometimes I'll nudge him or I'll like poke him in, in the sides and I'll start laughing and he'll start laughing. Or as I said, I'll piff a piece of paper at the back of his head. Now, that's a big risk to take because you can also risk being yelled at or rejected. But when you have set up as a couple the values and the expectations that you both want to live in, you can hold one another accountable, right? So if ever I'm in a shit and Steve's trying to, you know, reconnect, but I'm not wanting to reconnect. He can remind me, hey, is this is this anything that we set up in the beginning? You know, are you holding yourself accountable to the relationship that you want? Or vice versa, I can do that for him, which is what we are constantly doing. And that's not to say that we don't allow one another to feel sad or mad or angry because we do. We absolutely do. But we don't allow our relationship to suffer by disconnecting because that that's suffering to me. Yeah. And, you know, this is all about 
stimulus and response. So, you know, in let's say, for example, that that cat disconnects for whatever reason, right? In that moment, I can make it about me mm. and I can then pull back as well and say, oh, well, you know, she's, she doesn't love me and, you know, I can make it about myself. Or I can sit there and say, okay, in our relationship, we've committed to support one another. So that then mm. brings out a completely different response. Yeah. In that case, I go up to her and I say, listen, I'm not going to try and fix you. You know, what do you need? Yeah. Do you need space? Rather do you need than, what's wrong with you? Yeah, correct. What's up your ass? 100%. Like, fuck, man, if anyone, you know, if something, if you're not in your power, i.e. you're in your victim state, which is your ego, and someone goes, oh, fucking what's up with you? What's up your ass? Yeah, you get know? ready to rock and roll. Oh, my God. Like, why don't you just fucking hand me a knife so I'll just stab it inside both of your fucking eyeballs? Because that ain't going to get you anywhere. And unfortunately, they are the relationships that so many of you live in. Right, So when you can commit and be willing to commit to a relationship that is committed to heart, committed to living in the heart, being in the heart, then you can support your partner to help them get back in their heart. And this is especially hard for men. Right, I'll, I'll take one here for, for the genders and say we're shit. Um, because men are fix-it guys. They, they want to fix everything. So as women... That was a big thing in the start of our relationship. Yeah. Where I'm like, just listen to me! Yeah. Just fucking listen! You know, I mean, I'm a guy, you know, I have multiple companies. I, I spend days just fixing stuff and making it better. So my instinctive reaction is to fix. Mm. So it was a big thing for me to go, okay, my job here is not to fix, but to hold space sometimes mm. or to just listen and not give an opinion, but just let her talk. But often you ask me now, do you want me to fix this or do yeah. you want me to just be here? I'm like, just be here and then fix it. Exactly. <laughs> so there's another example, right? Mm. A simple expectation that we have set. I now will ask Kat, do you want me to, before you start, am mm. I fixing or listening? Because if you want me to listen, I'm happy to listen. If you want me to fix... I'm happy to fix, but if you can just give me the guidance in advance, yeah. then you save us a lot of fucking around. That's true. Rather than you saying stuff, I try and fix it, then you rip my head off mm. because you don't want to be fixed. Yeah. Right? We, and you know, so this then comes down to communication. 100%. Like this is also why our relationship is so good because we communicate, even if it's uncomfortable or even if it's like, ugh, I don't fucking want to talk to you right now, but fine, you know? And, and the other thing that we will also do and this is the other power of the work, is sometimes we will respond from our ego, but we'll say it. Mm, so yeah. so Kat will come up and say, what's up? And I'll be like, my, I just want to let you know, my ego hates your fucking guts right now. He definitely does say that. And then she'll be like, okay, notice though that I, I'm not saying I hate your guts. I'm acknowledging the fact that I am right now experiencing... And observing my ego going off and at the moment I'm losing, mm. right? And I'm telling her that I'm losing so that she knows, and okay, that's vulnerability there. in order for me to help him right now, i got to take this bad boy back to his heart Yeah. because if I try and engage with his ego, it's not going to work. No. So no. you have these people out there in these relationships, Yeah. your fucking egoic limiting belief is trying to smash up against your man's egoic limiting belief or vice versa. You're basically having a false identity argument, argument about nothing. Yeah. And if you just yeah. take the time to learn about what it is, how this stuff plays out in your life. It's just too important. Oh, your life will be 
significantly you don't have to better. fucking bitch about your partner. You don't have to fucking have a whinge. You don't need a, a you don't need to escape them. You don't need to say, oh, what a fucking drainer, what a this, what a that. I need to spend, you know, X amount of time away. It's it's you it just it doesn't have to be that way. No, correct. It doesn't have to be that way. I unashamedly sell the living shit out of the course that we run. It is not because we make tons of money out of it because that's not where I make my income. It is because I can hand on heart tell everyone listening yeah. it is the most important work you will ever hands down do in your entire life. Yeah. It will shift anything, health, wealth, success, relationships, business, the works. It is the all be all and end all of understanding how you get in your own fucking way in life. Yeah. And to not do the work and to not come and learn mm. is at your own peril. So, mm. yeah, come along. We want to see you there. We, we, we want to help everyone experience this amazing level of, of life where you just, it's I just think it's, nice. it's, it's, it's important to, 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 to say that the truest power is in what we love, in what our heart loves and in what our heart wants to create, which is you know, a true end result, which you guys have heard me talk about. And you can have that true end result in your relationships, which is why our relationship works so well. You can have it in your business. You can have it in your health. It's the energy and the emotion of your end result that's going to drive the you now to take the appropriate or to take the best step the next best step forward that will serve your end result. This is why he, Steve and I constantly diffuse fights because we know that our ego is only going to take us into separation mode because that's all it knows to be separate. Whereas our heart is always going to take us back to be connected. That's when we start giggling. That's when we start laughing. That's when we start cuddling or wrestling or, you know, chucking fucking pieces of paper at the back of his head. But this has to be an agreement between the two of you that you're going to do this work together because sometimes if you're doing it on your own and you're trying to like drag your partner into this and they're not getting it, that's a tough thing to do, Yeah, tough. right? That's, that, that's really tough. So to really be in this together, whether it's a new relationship or a dying relationship that you're in right now, it's just, it's, it is, it's so important and it's helped us be better parents. Uh, it's helped us be better friends. It's helped us be better listeners, even me be a better coach and, and all that kind of jazz. So we just wanted to share with you today, um, I guess, how, you know, yes, how wonderful our relationship is, but how, yes, every day our ego tries to get in the way of that but that we have a, a very simple formula that is a powerful formula that we commit to together that keeps our love alive and the fire burning and the, the you know, mm. the love really there. Yeah, and, and look, the intention here, like, you know, we, we, it's not to, to sit here and impress you. Oh, you no, know, our it's Our relationship not. is so good. It's, it's to, not. It, we it's, have shit all the time, yeah. especially when the kids are with us. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. we've got to really do the work now. No, but it's, it's not to impress you. It's more to impress upon you yeah. that this is available to everyone. Mm. We are not special. We are not we just do wholesome. 
We just do the work. Yeah. If you know the work, if you apply the work, you will get the results of the work. And it is a lovely way of being. Yeah. Beautiful gang. Thank you for joining us today for episode 12 of the Real Raw Relatable Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any friends or family members who you believe could really, really do with hearing this, please share it with them. I'd also love you to rate and review the podcast. And if anyone is keen on finding out more about this three-day training we keep talking about, Beyond Limits, we are running it October 4 to 6 in Melbourne in 2019. So go check it out at catjohn.com.au. And if you're not already, which I think you all are, go follow me on the social channels, particularly Instagram, kat.john, K-A-T dot J-O-H-N, for all the things that are coming up very soon. I'll catch you all next week and peace be with you.